We spent a lot of time last week on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5 talking about former First Lady Rosalind Carter. We'll continue that conversation during this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. She was buried, Donna, in, in like eyesight of the, 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 the porch of the house where they, he still lives. I don't know. I don't want you in my backyard. This is so morbid. Okay, what if I pass and you bury me out back with your sink of coffee cans with cash? Right. And then you marry Patricia. And you and Patricia are sitting out on your back porch and y'all are talking about how much y'all love each other. Now, this is like, well, for men, it's two days later. For women, it's like sure. 25 years later. Right, you know right, what I mean? Because right, sure. men, can't, they can't be alone. Day but anyways, one. you and Patricia are sitting out on the back porch and y'all are grilling hamburgers and she telling each other how much you love her. Right. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you hear the wind just whistling and blowing and, and storms you, coming. It rains all over your burgers. That's me. That is me. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're talking about already with family and friends. Conversations about current events and pop culture Headlines in the news, trends, music, and often endearing and revealing conversations about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to Cadillac Jack and Donna, My Second Act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Um, okay, this is going to be one of those classic conversations where it's Donna's viewpoint and then Caddy's going to say how crazy I am and all this stuff, okay? I do not think you are taking seriously my piebald deer situation at all. I'm sorry, your what situation? My piebald deer um, what is that situation? Is, is that that white deer in the in, okay. in that you 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 have Photoshop pictures of? I don't have. It's not photoshopped. Okay. okay. All right. So I have a a deer that came to my. I don't think we talked about. Have we talked about this on the podcast? No, we haven't. We haven't. Okay. I wish like so how I, I just said yes that right came, there. Yeah, I have this deer that came to my backyard probably a month or so ago. And I know, like, Robin listens all the time, and now she's going to be out there looking for this deer. Maybe she's seen him, and we just haven't communicated about this. But um, he's a white deer. He's an albino deer with brown spots. And they're called piebald deers. And they're very, very rare. Okay? Like, super rare. Um, And, okay, they're like 5% of the deers are like this. Okay? Mm -hmm. And he's cute as a little button. I mean, cute as a button. Actually, no, it only happens in 1% of the deer population. That's what the Georgia Department of Natural Resources has said, okay? Right. So here's the problem. He came with his family last time, and I'm like, there's a goat in my backyard. It does look like a goat. I feel like we talked I feel like we talked about this on the podcast, but I guess we didn't. Anyway, if we did, it's going to get more riveting, so just hang in here. All right. Um, so I'm like, there's a goat in my backyard. This is bizarre. And then I got, I looked at him. And I'm like, that's a white deer, an albino deer. So then I looked it up on the Google, found out it's called a piebald deer. They're very rare, 1% again. And here's the other thing. It's what, this is what I looked up. What does it mean if you see a piebald deer? Okay. All right. Indian tribes considered piebald deer to be embodiments of spirits passing to or from the spirit world. Seeing a piebald deer meant the change was a coming. Okay, the Indian population carried profound respect for the piebald deer population, and killing one was prohibited. Well, clearly, you know I'm not going to kill an animal. And if you're a hunter and you're listening to this and you're like, that deer's worth something, you just better back up, okay? Let me tell you something, because I've named it Peanut, and this is the situation. 
Okay. I know if you've been a long time listener, you knew about Richard the Beaver. I've let that go because I've driven past a few times. He's not there. I'm choosing to believe that he has found him a spouse and a family and he's living in a better situation. Okay. That's what I'm choosing to believe. Now I've got Peanut, the piebald deer. Okay. So we came with his family. This, and then I told you this was around the time when we lost your father last year. Right. And so I believe that this deer is your dad's spirit. I'm telling you, coming to like to say, hey, to me and the kids and you and everything's good. I just want to let you know. Okay. So then today I hadn't seen him and I kind of look out every day and, you know, we get a lot of deer in our backyard and I'll be like, hmm, is a little peanut there? No, he's not there. So today out of the blue, I come down while we're finishing up radio. There he is. Peanut the piebald. And he's walking from Robin's house in the leaves. Here's the problem. Right. He's by himself, Caddy. What does that mean? You're going to have to adopt him. I'm going to have to. Well, I tried to. I'll get to that in a minute. Because I feel like maybe because he looks different, and I have read some of this stuff, that maybe the parents, like, abandon him because he's an albino deer. Right. I could see that. And that does happen. So now this is not about your dad anymore, okay? Because I don't want you to think, like, he's okay. been abandoned or anything, okay? Uh-huh. So we've moved on from that. That was just the first round of Peanut. Now this is Peanut coming to see me as Peanut the Pieball Deer, okay? I've seen pictures of the goat. And you've seen pictures of him. I have. I've seen, I've sent you pictures. I sent you a video of him frolicking in the woods. Do you see how he jumps? Uh Uh-huh. Yep, the videos, sure. And he's so happy? Yep, very happy. So I'm like, I'm texting with Charlotte. And I'm like, you're never going to believe this peanut came back. And she's like, oh, my gosh, mom, like he's, he's by himself. And I'm telling her, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know. what. And Charles like, where's his family? What are we going to do? I'm like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do with him. No, no, no. Hang on. What do you mean you're going to get him? What? I'm, I was, I'm, I tried. I'm going to get this deer and mark him safe because I feel like somebody's going to do something to him because he looks so different and he's beautiful and he's adorable and he's little and he's by himself. And it's no different than if I was like in Target and I see some child wandering around without its parents. I'm not just going to be like, oh, it'll find its way. You would probably. So I get my lacrosse. Oh my or God. Not my lacrosse. But I get my hunter boots and a lacrosse net, like a, you know what I'm talking about, the catcher for the ball. What am I trying to say? The stick. And this is all like, I'm supposed to be back upstairs to do like honky-tonk headlines in like, you know, 10 minutes. So I got to get this done, right? Because I know you're going to be hounding me on the phone. Where are you? Where are you? Well, I'm out in the back trying to save Peanut. So I get out there and I don't want to scare him. Meanwhile, Roscoe, dead asleep on the couch, our hound dog, could care less that there is a deer, much less a piebald deer in the backyard. Okay. So I go out there. I'm like, this is not going to do because... The most this is going to do is put his head in it. And then it's like I'm hurting him. You know what I mean? So I come back in and I'm like, that's not going to work. So I get a sheet because I feel like if I put a sheet over him, then I could carry him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And what I'm going to do, my plan was obviously not to keep him housed in the garage. But it was, I was going to call like, um, what's the place we used to live beside? Uh, the uh, bu- 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 the uh, the place of the, the nature center, yes. Chattahoochee yeah, Nature yeah, yeah, Center. Yeah, yes, and I was going to call them and see if they could put him like on their property. And I was also going to call Kathy Huff from Goga, who has all those little animals that right. live on her farm. You know, because yep. I thought this is perfect for this little piebald deer to live with these little baby goats that do yoga. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. 
You do know what I mean? I do. I do kind of, yeah. But it's a deer. Where, where are you? Well, but it's not right a now? goat. It's a deer. It's not a goat. So I mean, it's it, a baby deer. Right. It's a. I would say it's a youth deer. Um. So I go out there with a sheet, and I have to like walk quietly because I don't want to scare him. And he's out in the woods, and he's just frolicking. He's just, you know, he just loves our backyard. And so then I fell because the leaves are slippery right. on the hill. We have steep hills, if you recall the pumpkin story. And I come rolling down that hill like the pumpkin. Okay. And I'm like, damn it, this sucks. Like, I was so mad because I'd fallen. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I've got a sheet and hunter boots and pajamas on. Oh, okay? wow. So you're, you're probably got hurt a little bit. Yeah. Um, And he took off because I scared him when I fell because it was quite a thud, as right. you can imagine. I'm sure. And so he where, took off. Okay, so where's he now? Took off. Where's he now? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Right. But you need to understand that he has to cross, like, Freemanville Road and all these roads. And, I mean, I just don't, like, some people don't see the world the way I do. And they're just heartless. And they have no empathy. And their hearts are like the Grinch. They're just black and rotted like you cooked it too long on the grill. Okay? Right, okay. Mine is just happy and pink and beating and loves everyone. And this deer is the cutest little thing you've ever seen in your life. Right. It is. It's a cute, cute little thing. Cute little thing. Cute little animal. Um, I, I would caution you to not domesticate it. Because if you do that, then the cats are going to have a heyday with it. Roscoe's going to take them down. Roscoe's eventually going to eat them. Uh, because that's just, that's what he does. You know? I don't think he would know it's a deer. Well, but it's got four legs and it's it. running. I think he would like uh, it. I think he played with it for a little while. Then yeah. It. Yeah. So I would get too attached to the little guy. But great story. Great story. I, I'm, I would love for this little thing to sleep in the bed just one night. You know? Yeah. I don't I better be so thankful. Yeah. But his mom and daddy miss him, and they're going to find him. They've, uh, there's been just a, uh, he's been pushed out because he's different. What was it? The children's story. Similar in nature. Yeah, uh, what exactly. Was what was it, though? Where The black sheep or something? Yes. Was that it for sure? Or are you just trying to move me on? Yes. You're trying to move me on. I don't know, but I'm just like, I keep looking in the backyard and honestly, it looks like a unicorn when it shows up. You're like, oh my God, there he is. Well, I, can you, can you promise I'm gonna me? Rob, I'm going to get Robin on this. I'm going to get Robin on this. Right. She could build a pen. We could build a pen and house in between our Trap house. Them, sure. Houses. Um, can, can you promise me one thing hmm. that, that you'll continue to update us on the white deer? Oh yes. Okay. The piebald. Perfect. Perfect. How do you spell that? P-I-E-B-A-L-D. Okay. All right. Look it up, people. It's a real thing. 1% of the deer. And don't you show say. up in my backyard with a bow and arrow. Or one, I'll take one, you 1%. 1% of the deer, you say. Is that right? 1% of the deer Roscoe's, population Roscoe's in Georgia. calling out for him right now. I hear Roscoe. Good boy. I don't think so. Go get the white deer. You two in the sphere. The pictures and video looked amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, tell me about this. Tell me about this joint. Beyonce's up next. Well, Fish is up next, actually. Okay. And then the big rumor is Beyonce. It hasn't been, um, it hasn't been officially announced, but I know it's pretty close to getting worked out. I will say this, like fish is a good um, choice. Oh, sorry, I'm winded from walking upstairs. After kind of being there, but more reading about, you know, when after you go there, when you're there, you're so fascinated by this that you start kind of going down a rabbit hole and looking up articles, you know, just about how this came to be. And basically, it's the brainchild of, because they kept thinking MSG. It's the brainchild of the person who owns Madison Square Garden. And um, it is huge. When I tell you you drive by it, pictures don't do it justice. You can't imagine that people built this thing. 
because it, it's kind of like if you ever been to Epcot, you know, that big ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Planet Earth. Planet Earth, but bigger than that. And you're just like, how did they build this thing? And so um, the concert was Friday night. And I I will tell you, it was, um, I, I was interested to see how it was all going to go down. You know, I think sometimes like when you go, when I was recently at Morgan Wallen at the at Truist Park, they did a good job, but the bathroom lines were so long and there was just, you, know, you had to wait forever to get like a drink or a beer. And I thought this is going to be a similar situation. Not at all. It was so organized. Like the gates opened, the doors opened an hour and a half before the show. And um, you got there and there were different areas for whether you were 200 section, 300 section, 400 section, general admission, which we were general admission um, because I've heard, we had heard you're either 400 or you're general admission because that's the only way to kind of see the sphere. I will say now I almost would have preferred, I was so close to Bono, I could touch him, which never in my life have I been that close for a U2 concert. However, to get the whole sphere experience, I probably would have preferred to have sat up in the 400s. It was almost like two different experiences. There was the experience of seeing you 2 in this incredibly intimate venue. You know, there were 14,000 people there, but it felt like they were playing at a club. And I'm telling you, I was, it was like I was on stage. Um, but then there's the whole experience of the sphere. And it has to be a band that can really take advantage of that. You can't, like, I don't know how to describe this. Like, a Luke Bryan couldn't just show up. You can play the sphere, but it wouldn't mean anything. Because when the lights are on, it's just this kind of, it's nice, but it's this big ball with video walls. But then it has to be a band that can imagine or has creative people that can put together all of these images. The yes. images that you two came up with were from artists. You know, one of them was an artist from Nevada who did all of these animals that are extinct in Nevada. And that was probably one of the coolest things of the show. I mean, and, and at one point I looked up at the 400 section and the sky was blue. It looked like we were outside, but again, we're in a ball. But when I tell you, you couldn't tell where the earth started and where it ended. I know this sounds just absolutely crazy, but it looked like we we're outside. And then at one point, it looked like we were in a desert and there was just this flag burning, but not a not American flag, like a white flag. And it felt like you were in the desert. And they can put, um, the sphere can put smells in, they can put wind in, they can put... It is totally immersive, and it is the most, I don't want to say bizarre. It was probably the most beautiful concert experience I've ever had in a weird way. I, I don't, I really, it's hard to describe it, and I know people have said that when they've left. It's just, there's not a speaker. There's not a boombox. There's not a Marshall amp. There is nothing on the stage or in the building, okay? Everything is immersive sound. It's all around you. So, like, on the stage that moved, the stage went around and around, um, was a drum kit for the new drummer because Larry right. Mullen has hurt his arm and couldn't drum. And then there's the edge and then, no, not, I'm sorry, not Larry Mullen, the, the two, the edge and Larry Mullen and then Bono and the new drummer. And that's it. And like you two said that they kept, when they were um, doing rehearsals, they kept telling them, you have to look up, you have to look up because you have to remember, even though all these people are in front of you on the floor, there's 
you know, 9,000 people up in the sky. And so you would see them continuously looking up. I will tell you, the people who went to the 300 and 400 section, that was probably the most fun when the lights were on, watching them try to get to their seats. It was like they were climbing Mount Everest. It was so high and steep. Like, uh, people were bracing each other so they wouldn't fall backwards. Well, imagine if you had vertigo. I do. And I was scared I was going to have it, but I didn't. It was... It was amazing. I mean, it was amazing. It was two hours. They played, you know, everything off. They played everything from Acton Baby. Um, they played a couple of just, you know, greatest hits at the end, came out for a, an encore. And, you know, Bono talked very little. There's nothing political. Um, and he was just very like, thank you. You know, thank you for, I, I, we know you've all come a long way. It was a bunch of the crowd as far. It was a lot of People who brought younger kids, like teenage kids who are into U2 now, but a lot of just middle-aged <laughs> people right? who love U2. Let's talk and then about, I think a lot of people who are just interested in the sphere. Let's talk about, uh, you were there for uh, one, two, three, what, th- uh, nearly four days, I guess. Uh, you saw Usher. You saw Cirque du Soleil. Yes, I saw. Love. I saw, yes, Love, which the is in the Mirage Hotel. It's one of the oldest um, Cirque shows. It was, it's beautiful. Again, just a beautiful show. And Hard Rock has bought um, the Mirage, and the rumor is that they're getting rid of everything in the Mirage. So everybody's rushing to see this show because they think it could be the end of it. Vegas is a different Vegas. You know, you and I were there probably 10 years ago, and I was telling you, you know, the the, the way people do Vegas now is just very different. I mean, there's certainly bachelor, bachelorette parties. There's people who come in to do nothing but gamble, and it is still Sin City. I get all that. But it really is also about spying, shopping, eating, and seeing shows. There were, and I was blown away, like, just the time period that I was out there, Keith Urban finished his residency. Miranda Lambert had a residency. Luke Bryan just finished his residency. Katy Perry was finishing her residency. Um... Who else? Oh, Garth was in the um, Caesars Coliseum. Um, it was unbelievable. Like the amount of talent and shows that you can see in kind of smaller venues is amazing. Did you fly Atlanta Bay Delta? Yes. On the way back, there was no Wi-Fi. There was a problem on the plane. Nothing against Delta, but there was no Wi-Fi. Okay. Um, so I took off when the dogs took the field. And I was so excited because I was going to, I had planned to watch the game on the way home. That was my four hours because it's four hour flight. Right. And that didn't happen. And I landed in Atlanta and I texted Charlotte in the gateway when I got off. And I said, please tell me Georgia won. And she goes, mom, I'm not punking you. They lost by three. And I sat down in the, like one of the little terminal areas of Delta. And I just started crying, Caddy. Oh, baby, I'm sorry. I think I was just a tie or two. And this man walked up to me and he said, are you okay? Like, I think he thought I had put someone on the plane. He's like, did you have to leave someone? And I'm like, or is someone flying in? Or, you know, I think like, probably thought I was like a military wife or something. I go, no, I'm crying because the dog's lost. He goes, you're going to be okay, ma'am. Like completely turned, had no compassion for me whatsoever. Were you surprised by the outcome of the game? Surprised at all? I was very surprised. Well, yes, but I I thought it was going to be difficult. I did. 27-24, uh, Alabama I over thought Georgia. it was going to be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to comment as far as the SEC, them getting in, the SEC committee, who is just a bunch of old, I guarantee it's a bunch of old men with hair growing out of their ears that hate Georgia. 
Oh, I just commented on it. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's be careful with that. I'll tell you, this is the last thing. The most bizarre thing about Vegas is the time change. I flew out. I left the house at four o'clock in the morning to get on my flight at 645. Flew for four and a half hours and landed in Vegas at 8.15 in the morning. Well, that's, yeah. But, but, and, and then what do you do? Because your room's not ready. Luckily, there was a room ready. But check in. Yeah, it, you're just tired. And these people in the airport, they can't even get to their hotel yet. And they're playing the slot machines. Yeah, in, in the airport. Sure. At the I, airport. Listen, I heard they hit yeah, pretty. I, I heard that they, they, they hit often in the airport because they want you to see that as soon as you land. People winning so that you go to your hotel. Well, I wish I'd known that. Yeah, wherever you go, you to your resort or wherever, and, and, and you just start playing because you saw people hitting at the airport. If they're hitting at the airport, they got to be hitting here at the Mirage or wherever you're staying, you know? Well, I, pl- I won $1,500 on the slots and lost all of it. I was so mad. I was so mad. I won $500 on three different days, and then I would just leave. Like, I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm good. I'd put $100 in. I got $500. I'm like, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. You. On the last night, I just kept going and going and going, and I lost every damn penny. Yeah, that's okay, though, because you didn't have it going in, you know? I, I know, but I was just so mad. You know how I hate to lose on the slots. I do know that. You hate to lose in life. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it just oh, made me so mad. Went to a couple of spas. They got some nice spas out there. I'm telling you. I got you an awesome Christmas present at the Fantastic. shops at Forum, which are very like right. shishi. Okay. All right. Is it some sort of a footwear? Eyewear? No. I, I sent you a picture of the Balenciaga yes, store, but that, I said, I got you a Christmas present, but it's not from here. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. And I'm glad you're back. Glad you had a great time. It's uh, Donna's trip to uh, to Sin City. There and back. I, I saw where Carrie yeah. Underwood added Christmas music to her residency for the first time this past weekend. That's another one. I forgot about her. Carrie yeah. Underwood's there. Just crazy. Crazy. I did see Eminem. I forgot to tell you this. At the, um, at the U2 show. And Matt Healy, who used to date Taylor Swift from 1975. Charlotte was more excited about him than Eminem. For Here's sure. what I would encourage you to do. This is the last thing I'm going to leave Me personally you or, or those listening to the podcast? Um, everybody listening. Okay. This was the worst time for me to go out of town. Uh, when you run a retail store, I mean, it's like, this is everything right now. This is it. Right. Um, it just was not a great time to travel, period. Um, and, but I wanted to see this YouTube show so bad. I really did. Because it was so much a part of my life growing up. YouTube just was. They were kind of like the soundtrack of my life. The Minarium. That shows how old I am. Um, so the timing wasn't great. I didn't know they were going to extend the residency. So really it was like now or never, cause there was only two weeks left to it. Right. But what I will tell you is my store lived, my animals lived, and I am so glad that I went. And I think sometimes in life, and I get it that there's financial issues and all of that kind of stuff. But if you get the opportunity to do something, instead of finding the reasons why you can't do it, just find the reason why you can Amen. and go because Amen. I'm telling you it it does it it and I've spent so much of my life like I mean I've always gone and done what I wanted to do but I think we joked about this year and I know people are like man you've gone you've traveled a lot this has been my year of yes I've told you all this within reason I mean obviously there's a lot that can't do but like when she, you know when Charlotte when we went to Charleston with Betsy my friend and her niece in Charlotte. Yes, I'm going to go. And I'm going to see my brother and them. I haven't seen them in forever. I need to see them. When we went to tour LSU, I need to see my aunt and uncle. I've never seen their house in, they've always come up here. I've never seen their house, you know, in um, outside of New Orleans. Yes, I'm going. And all of these times, it hasn't been the perfect time to travel. It hasn't been the perfect time financially. It hasn't been the perfect time, period. But I am so thankful that I've done them all. 
Now, next year will be the year no, in case y'all are wondering. Right. If you okay. ask me to do that, I'll be like, no, I can't do that. I can't afford it. I'm, uh-uh, I can't do that. I got to work. Uh-uh. You should have been around for the year of yes. Okay? No kidding. Golly. Tell you what. <laughs> All right. Welcome home. Welcome home. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsburg Road, Gainesville. Uh, listen, you know the address. You know the story about Donna. Her dad, the Wolfman, uh, started the business over 40 years ago, still in the same location as when he first opened the doors to Gallery Furniture. Uh, unclaimed Furniture was the way that uh, it was originally. Uh, was the original name of gallery furniture. Uh, you know, the Wolfman and his daughter, Donna, through the, 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 the we, we say corny, but in a loving kind of way. And they were, they were meant to be that way. The corny commercials used to air on TBS, the Superstation nationwide during the Braves game. Donna, Wolfman's daughter, is still there seven days a week. Uh, she learned the furniture business from her daddy. She does it well. Donna's daughter, Marilyn, Wolfman's granddaughter, now part of the business as well. So locally owned, a small family business. But they're doing good because they have furniture for every room in your house, and it's very reasonably priced. And there are a couple of follows I want to let you know about uh, because they get inventory every uh, week, six, seven truckloads of inventory, gallery furniture. If you don't see it on the showroom floor, uh, ask Donna to give you a tour of all her satellite warehouses around Gainesville because she's got several. Hmm. She'll uh, drive you around to yeah, them. She will. And on Instagram, it's uh, at ask for Wolfman Furniture at ask for Wolfman Furniture. On the web, it's askforthewolfman.com. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville, Donna, you know all about this family. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. And here's the thing. If you're kind of looking for something for the holidays and you don't want the usual uh, present, maybe you don't want a candle that smells like an apple pie, or maybe you don't want body lotion that smells like blueberries, tell your husband and your kids this year, or vice versa, tell your wife and your kids, listen, I'm going to take a pass on all the great things you guys normally get me, wink, wink. Um, I just want to go up to gallery and get one piece of furniture. Maybe you want a whole room of furniture, you know, but Get, uh, go up there and look around because, again, you can get a lot of, if you need a mattress, you may not think of them automatically. You may think they're more furniture. They have great mattresses, great box brains. They have great lamps. They have great rugs. They have great accent pieces. So um, they're not just sets of furniture. You know, if you're like, I don't need a bedroom set. This is what I really need. They probably have what you really need. I guarantee you. Guaranteed financing. Two uh, things that you need and only two things that you need. And Donna's going to waive her wand and guaranteed financing. It's a gallery furniture, six months on the job in a checking account. That's it. And then let Donna work her magic. 1600 Brownsford Road, Gainesville, gallery furniture, seven days a week. They're there. All right. And uh, great furniture, reasonably priced for every room in your house. Ask for the wolfman.com. Uh, we were in Atlanta broadcasting from the, uh, the Canathon last week and had a, a great moment. Yes. On radio about uh, a Christmas tree, Donna, that um, we bought. How many years ago do you suspect? They wound up in the front mm, yard. Probably about, mm, I'd say seven. Here's that moment from the Bear 92.5. You know what's funny is when we're like, oh, it's so cold, it's so cold. It's November. It's supposed to be cold. You know what I mean? Um, have you gotten your Christmas tree up? Was your husband mad when you put it up? What was the situation? How did it all go down? Well. You know what I mean? What does that mean? Well, I mean, have we ever put up a Christmas tree where you haven't cussed or. Why is it always me? Should we tell the story soon no. about the Christmas tree that you threw out the front door? Like a javelin? Yes. Uh, well, we can do it now, I guess. Okay. Well, we decided we were going to go cut down a live tree, and we got we have mistake mistake number one. Well, we have pretty high ceilings, and so I I just say that's not big enough. That's not big enough. So we got this super huge tree, like one that they put in the White House at sixteen hundred pin. 
Yeah. In D.C. And it was a good tree, but the problem was, and it would have been perfect for our ceilings, but the problem was we don't have French doors, so we couldn't get the tree through the front door or the back door or the side door. And had we gotten it through the front door, the side door, the back door, uh, we had a problem with the tree stand because we didn't have a tree stand big enough to support a tree that tall and wide and thick and girth. And I don't think you have a ladder tall enough to get a star up. I don't have a ladder to begin with, so it was problematic from the get-go. From the get-go. So a lot of cussing, a lot of screaming, kids just standing around like crying because they were little at the time and just wanted their tree put up. And you got so mad, you take this tree, which was basically stuck in our front door, and about eight feet tall, you throw it into our front yard, like Garth Brooks at OSU when he threw javelin for the track team. Yeah, I mean, this was a beautiful tree. So all our neighbors would come by and they would call me or text me, and they're like, "You do know your Christmas trees in your front yard, don't you?" And I'm like, "Yep," and I just wouldn't give a whole lot of information because what what are you going to say? And Finally, these people, another set of neighbors that we didn't know really well came by and they said, are you going to do anything with that tree? And I said, no, it's yours if you want it. And they're like, that's a three, $400 tree. I'm like, you can have it. And they drug it down the street and to the total sack. It looked beautiful in their home, it by the did. way. They had French doors and a husband that could uh, could tolerate the madness. Yeah. And that's what you really need. Forget the French doors. You need a husband that can tolerate the madness. Five days a week, 530 till 10 a.m. Eastern. It's Cadillac Jack, Donna Jack on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5. Uh, here in Georgia, uh, last week, we mourned the passing of former First Lady Rosalind Carter. Uh, we had a brief conversation with you about Rosalind Carter in a previous episode of the podcast, but uh, uh, she had to mention she was in hospice care, as as uh, is is her husband remains in hospice care. In Georgia, whether you are Republican or whether you are Democrat, doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, uh, I think there's a lot of respect for the Carter family. You know, he was one of the first presidents, Donna, that I remember as a child being able to recall. Uh, I, I got, you know, when, when Jimmy Carter was president, I understood the office. I understood, you know, what he, his role. Uh, and I think that was really the first time in my life that, 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 you know, I don't know when he was president, but it was in that period when I was, um, smart enough and old enough to know what was going on. And he, you know, he was the leader of the, of the country. Yeah. There was a memorial service here in Atlanta. Garth and Tricia, uh, did fly in and they performed, uh, John Lennon's Imagine, which was just, uh, uh, mind numbing in a, in a very, very good way. We're going to share that with you here in just a second. Here's a conversation that we had on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5 this week about former President Jimmy Carter and his wife, former First Lady Rosalind Carter. This is the Carter's only daughter, Amy Carter, who spoke at the funeral in Plains, Georgia last Thursday. President Carter was not able to speak, so Amy Carter chose to read a letter that he wrote to Rosalind 75 years ago when he was serving in the U.S. Navy. My mom spent most of her life in love with my dad. Their partnership and love story was a defining feature of her life. Because he isn't able to speak to you today, I am going to share some of his words about loving and missing her. This is from a letter he wrote 75 years ago while he was serving in the Navy. My darling, every time I have ever been away from you, I have been thrilled when I returned to discover just how wonderful you are. While I am away, I try to convince myself that you really are not, could not be, as sweet and beautiful as I remember. But when I see you, I fall in love with you all over again. Does that seem strange to you? It doesn't to me. Goodbye, darling. Until tomorrow. Jimmy. How about those words, Donna? I mean, the love affair that they had is just like no other. Have you ever written me a poem like that? Can you pen a poem like that for me? I can do a sonnet. I, I thought it might be a good exercise to do, be fun. During the commercial break, 
a sonnet? A sonnet, which okay. is what, uh, or is that a haiku? How about 14? we do a haiku? Let's do a haiku. No. Yes. I don't want a haiku. Well, what do you want? A haiku is not, I want a poem like Jimmy wrote. Okay, Can we you don't, do that? It's a commercial, the commercial set is only like two and a half minutes here. I can't, I can't work that kind of magic. I'll give you a haiku well, or something. you feel. You just pin it on Okay, how come you're you not doing one on for paper. me? Do you not do one for me too? Because that's not what the assignment was. Jimmy wrote one for Rosalind. Right, 75 okay. years ago when he was in the Navy. I've not been in the Navy. I'm not 75 years old. So we can change some rules here, right? Oh, for heaven's sake. Fair? Come on. Okay. In the break, right. do you, let's do a haiku. What is it? Three, three, five, seven? I have no idea. On the back of the break, coming up next, uh, we're, we're going to have, we're going to be ready to read our poems to one another. Is there, is there a limitation? Is there, is there, a, you must have so many words or anything? You're already working on it, aren't you? I see you yeah, over there writing. Haiku or... Don't start yet, Donna. Put your I'm pen down. I'm flipping my papers. Put yeah. your pen down. Okay. Put your pen down. All right. All right. All you right. turned a beautiful moment into Seriously. a bunch of fussing. A competition. Golly. Just the emotion in her daughter's voice. And, you know, listen, I, I think that, that I will say, all kidding aside, I think it's a, it's a lost art. I think letter writing, um, writing cards, to people writing thank you notes. I mean, when's the last time you got, I have one friend who, and she sends you birthday cards that is fantastic about remembering birthdays and actually sending you an, an actual card. I think, you know, these younger kids take that for granted you you know, when they get a that. birthday card in the mail, because the first thing they're doing is opening to see like what's in it. You know, is there a gift card in it for my birthday? Sometimes it's not about that. It's just like a, you know, a, a card, a handwritten letter, a handwritten right. note makes such well, a difference. It does. It's funny that, that we have this conversation right now. We're having this conversation right now because when you get home, you will find a card with a handwritten note that I did about an hour ago, having no idea that we were going to do this exercise. We even have this conversation on, on, on the morning show. Really? Yes, ma'am. Matter of fact, just so you know. Okay. Twelve. That's one, very nice. 12, I can't wait. Donna. You have no idea. Oh. So oh. Interesting. Okay, now that's making me sad. Interesting. We would have this conversation right now. And you have beautiful handwriting. Eh, it's gone downhill through the years, but I, I did at one point. Did you watch any of the I funeral? The funeral or the memorial service in Atlanta? Or both? Memorial service that Garth and Trish showed. Okay. I watched the funeral on up. Wednesday, and their, their, their preacher was, was speaking from the pulpit. Uh, Tony, something was his name, very gifted speaker. And he said, I would go and sit with Rosalind or Miss Carter. When she wasn't feeling well, and the first thing she would do when I walked in was grab a, 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 a legal pad and a pen and say, who can I pray for? Who can I pray for? Who needs prayer? And he's like, well, wait a minute, oh. Rosalind, Miss Carter, we, we need prayers for you. And that's such, I, I think it's such a generational thing. That reminded me when I heard that of my grandmother, my granny, my dad's mother, who would have done yeah. the exact same thing. She would have taken off that, uh, take off her apron. She, she'd rest her, her tea steeping duties, and she would want to make a list of people that she can pray for. But but she's the one that maybe needed the yeah. prayers. You know, whether it's generational or not, I think there's a lesson in that. I really do. You know, even when you show up at work and you're like, well, here we are again. How's your day? And the person starts telling you something. You're like, I know. I, you know, I'm having the same thing. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, just need to listen to people and say, well, you know, what can I, and even if you're not a prayer, you know, that's not your thing. Well, what can I do? How can I help you? Sounds like you've got a lot going on. How can I help you? You know, I think if we all just, uh, I don't know, I think if we were all a little kinder, the world would be a better place. A little compassion. I got four lines going in my poem. It's so good. See, you've, I, we haven't started yeah. yet. This is not fair. This is, I'm going to have to ask for Which time just, extension. They're, they're thoughts coming out of my head. Okay, you ready? You are my honey. You are funny. You are cute, even when you toot. I love you no matter what. And all the time, we have many more mountains to climb. Very well Can done. Can we do it again? 
Uh, Should I read it again? Should I read it again? Not necessary. Not necessary at all. Not necessary at all. All right. Tight on time. I'm ready. Here we go. Hand in hand, we walk together. God's grace warms us from above. It's him I thank each day I wake for blessing me with all your love. Okay, that's beautiful, but I and I I love you, but you didn't write that. Did you put that in a did you put that in some kind of AI chat? I did not did not no such thing. Read it to me one more time. Uh hang on, let me go back to that tab. Hang on. Um well my Google Doc tab. Go back to the AI tab. My Google Doc Uh tab, Donna. That's what it is. Thank you. Here it is. Uh Uh-huh. Hand in hand, we walk together. God's grace warms us from above. It's him I thank each day I wake for blessing me with all your love. Oh, that's very sweet. That's great. I think we both win. We're both winners. Yes. Yes. More to come. This episode of Cadillac Jack My Second Act. Our thanks to our partners, Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Awesome Alpharetta. Enter to win a great holiday getaway to Awesome Alpharetta at awesomealpharetta.com. Fayetteville Ford, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. And now, Fayetteville Ford Mobile Service, Brightmore Hospice, and brightmorehealthcare.com. Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline. And T Mobile, if you're spending more than 50 bucks a month to getting screwed for home internet service, 50 bucks, that's it, T Mobile.com. Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood performing John Lennon Imagine at the memorial service in Atlanta for former First Lady Rosalind Carter. And it was held on the campus of Emory, Donna. You're familiar with this uh, this church, small church. Very small. Well, it's very small. And it's like um, really old school, like really, really pretty, like wood pews and just it's just gorgeous. I mean, like a really, really pretty school. Rest in peace, Miss Carter. Our thanks to executive producers, Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. Steve uh, provides production assistance for the podcast, but also for the radio show. 5.30 till 10 a.m. weekdays. Atlanta's the Bear 92.5. We'd love to have you join us uh, for the radio show. Simple search in the Apple Store or Google Play. Search for the Bear 925. The app is free. And uh, join us. We'd love for you to be there. Uh, new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the App and Podcast Network. 